watching me from. Praise God. Uh, let's let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Just pray in the Holy Ghost wherever you are. Lofrande kipashte kipeviste na mankla brahitra na vosokura vashantaya. Letese getrede mustoban kabahura vashantala bahariya. Father, we thank you for this evening. Thank you for this meeting. Thank you, Father, for your grace that is upon this meeting tonight. We bless your name, name Rada Bushikala Brahante Bustokuria Bragadaya, Leta Bazekora Bashanta Labrakatrada Bonde Bustobakatia, Lefra Dabosokora Bashanta Labrakatadia, Mambreketrede Bosoto Labrakatadia, Lefra Ikabatora Bashtamanda Baho Fradabasitia. Oh, come on, let's send messages uh, oh, to our brethren around, uh, oh, that they should join. Uh, is enjoyed that the meeting has started. Okay, the meeting has started, so let's call on folks to join us. Uh, call HODs uh, and call, uh, send a message to your members, uh, to your team members. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's join in tonight. Thank you, Father. Oh, Manga Batia Gabradish Telebonda, Lefra da Bokora Bashate, Mosopiki Libra da Monta Tiste, Estamba Kura Bashtala Manglebrekeria Kokora. Raka Patasi Kele Pronomonje Preki Fredamondo, O Kora Bashata Labra Catradia, Lepra Dabo Supra Dabonte Rica Pastagadia, O Gala Bashi Cariabra Diabra Dabostopaya, O Hallelujah, O thank you, man. Oh, this evening, I begin to declare that you are a partaker of the overflow. This is the year of the overflow for us, that you are a partaker of the overflow. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. I am a partaker of the overflow. I give you glory. <laughs> thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm a partaker of the overflow. There's an overflow of miracles for me. Oh, there's a, an overflow of the supernatural for me. I walk in the supernatural. I walk in the word of God. Oh, thank you, Father. The word of God uh, is productive in my life. Uh, oh, the word of God is productive in my life. Uh, the word of God is finding expression in my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. I war by the prophecies that have gone ahead of me. Thank you, Father, for signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. Uh, thank you, Father, for supernatural provisions uh, given for me. Thank you, Father, because uh, oh, you are ordering my steps uh, oh, into the right place at the right time. Uh, thank you, Father. There is an upward and forward movement. Oh, in my life, there is an upward and forward movement for me. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. Oh, Dagejiste Monka Bahora Basatadia. In the name of Jesus. Let's go ahead and pray. Uh, 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 that for the ministry of the word uh, tonight, that the word of God will prosper even in our hearts, uh, oh, that we feel with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. Please go ahead and pray, 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 that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened tonight. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, Father, we pray, oh God, uh, oh, that you grant us, you flood our hearts with your light. Uh, you flood our hearts with your light. Uh, flood our hearts with your light. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, flood our hearts with understanding. Uh, oh, thank you, Father. The burden of ignorance and darkness uh, is disappearing. 
hell that oh is broken over the lives of your people. Oh, as we listen to the word of God tonight, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Oh, we give you glory, we give you praise. We give you glory, we give you praise. We give you glory, we give you praise. Oh, thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. I welcome every one of us. Sir. If you have people you need to gather, please gather them. Let them be a part of this meeting tonight as we are going to be studying the word of God together. We're going to be studying God's word together. And from tonight, from this, uh, this Wednesday, uh, even on Sundays, I'll still be sharing along these lines on Wednesdays. Okay. We are going to be looking at a very, very important subject that has to do with our everyday life. Praise God. It's I've titled it Dealing with Satanic Accusations. Dealing with Satanic Accusations. And as we go in this course of this series, you will see uh, where this, how important this subject matter is. Hallelujah. Of course, every subject matter in the scriptures very important amen but tonight we are concentrating on this hallelujah and the lord will give us understanding by his spirit in the name of jesus the glory to god first timothy chapter one in the book of first timothy chapter one uh, timothy paul admonishing timothy uh, concerning his assignment that he that she said he was given to him. He, 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 he made a statement in verse uh, 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 three, verse, uh, verse five, verse five. Okay, he said, "Well, I've said left you. Uh, I've left you uh, 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 in Ephesus so that you know to do some certain things. You know to teach no other doctrine except the one." which is a doctrine, the sound doctrine of Christ, okay? And he now said in verse 5, he said, the end, now the end of the commandments, or rather the end, that is the, full, the fullness, right? Nothing else is beyond this. Since the end of the commandment is charity or love out of a pure heart, okay? And of a good conscience and of faith on faith. faith Faith of faith there means uh, that is sincere. Faith that is sincere. So, so we see he mentioned three things. He talks about love out of a pure heart, out of a good conscience, uh, and of sincere faith. So the believer in Christ Jesus, uh, okay, has these three things uh, that are meant to be established in his heart, in his life. So his heart, the state of his heart. Uh, is very uh, uh, key to how he's able to function as a believer. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the state of your heart is very important. 
love proceeds out of your heart. Praise God. Uh, 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 faith is also of the heart. So, so the state of your heart is very important. God wants us to take note of it. The Proverbs 4 tells us that we should keep our heart with all diligence. We should keep our heart with all diligence. And uh, we're going to see how what we are sharing in this series uh, is connected to our hearts. Praise God. Glory to God. Let's go to Revelations chapter 12. It's a very popular scripture, Revelations chapter 12. I, I, I have preached on it uh, from this scripture a couple of times in church. Praise the Lord. So we're going to start from there. In Revelations chapter, chapter 1, chapter 12, from verse 10, it says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Now, listen. Why is he saying this? So, say, because the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night, and they overcame him, verse 11, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives Unto death. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love verse 11. It says, and they overcame him. Now, it talks about uh, salvation having come, strength, the strength of our God having been showcased. How do we know that the strength of our God has been showcased? How do we know that God's salvation has come? He says, because or for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night, and they overcame him. I love that. He said they overcame him, which means that this is a past tense. He did say they are going to overcome him. I want to take note of that. Whoever this accuser is, whatever this accusation is, Amen. It has to be overcome. Okay? The accuser, his accusations have to be overcome, which means that we cannot afford to ignore the voice of accusation. We cannot afford. Listen, when we understand this, You've got to note that you cannot afford to ignore it. Because the Bible says, they, uh, he accused them before our God day and night. Day and night. So when the Bible says day and night, it means every time. Hallelujah. So which means that uh, whatever these accusations are, they are things that it is something that is happening on a daily basis. These accusations are what we face on a daily basis. I dare say, we face it on a daily basis. And so, if it is going to affect our Christian life, our productivity as believers, we therefore cannot afford to ignore it. Praise God. 
So you and I have got to know it and we have got to learn how to deal with these accusations. Hallelujah. Praise God. But let's start on, let's look at a few things. Praise God. To enable us to, to be established concerning the source of these accusations. And today we will look at what these accusations are, the source of these accusations, okay? And the premise, we'll just lay the foundation, you know, for the premise of dealing with these accusations. Let's go to Romans and chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans and chapter 8. Verse uh, 1. Romans 8 and verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Okay? The King James says, Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Really, in the originals, we are told that it is not actually this. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit is not really there. Okay, because its implication, it's very, it, 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 it's very heavy. We are saying if we include that, it means uh, we are saying that it will mean that you are doing something to avoid condemnation. Or rather, having no condemnation, okay, is as a result of something that you have done as a result of your own works. Whereas we know, hallelujah, and we're going to see it on basic gospel, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not about you or what, or what you have done. It is about Jesus Christ and what he has done in our lives. Amen. So, Bible says there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. The word condemnation means, uh, 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 in the Greek, is the word katakrima. It means uh, a damnatory sentence. It means there is no sentence of punishment. Praise God. That's what it means. It means there is no sentence. Uh, there is no sentence of punishment. Okay, to them who are in Christ Jesus. Let's run to verse 30, 30, 31. Verse 31. Okay, so you say there is no sentence of, 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 of condemnation. There is no sentence. There is no judgment. There is no uh, uh, sentence on those who are in Christ Jesus. No sentence that condemns you. Praise God. So, what shall we say there, verse 31, to these things? If God be for us, okay, who can be against us? Now, when we read these scriptures, many times Christians are thinking about human beings. <laughs> if God be for us, who can be against me? Oh, if God be for me, who is that manager in my office that can be against me? 
Oh, if God be for me, who is that person in my family that is a gang that can be a gangster? Amen. Really, that scripture is not talking about people. Praise God, being against you. Glory to God. If you read in context, you know, he wasn't talking about people, he was talking about the devil. Okay. He said, but, but, but verse 32, he says, He that spared not his son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Now, of course, sometimes we use that scripture to mean all things, and not really in context. Praise God. All things here has to do with salvation. Who read up? He said, Who shall lay any charge or who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Did you see that? Verse 1 says that there is therefore now no condemnation. So Paul is saying that, hey, because of, because of what Christ has done, who can lay a charge against God's elect? Who is God's elect? You are God's elect. Which means that there is no one, amen, glory to God, that the devil cannot lay a charge against you successfully. Verse 33, he said, it is God that justifies. So which means that God is not in the business of, just, of, of condemnation. Praise God. God, let me say it again, God never condemns his own. God is always in the business of justification. Verse 34, who is he that condemns? That condemns? It is Christ that died. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So in other words, Christ does not condemn. Verse 1 says, there is therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Christ doesn't condemn. Praise God. Come on, say to yourself, I'm not, I'm not under any condemnation. Glory to God. I am justified. Glory to God. So which means that God is not against you. Oh, let me say that again. God is never against you, his child. Glory to God. God can't be against you. God is for you. He's not against you. Hallelujah. He's not against you. No, no. He's not against you. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Now, let me see. Let me say this. For there to be a condemnation, for there to be a sentence of condemnation, it means there was a judgment, or rather, there was a a wrong that was committed, okay, and the person was now was it was committed, and also and the the person was accused by someone. Hallelujah! When we go to the court of law, say, well, this person is standing as the accused. Who accused him? Maybe it's the police that accused him, or maybe it's uh, somebody he or she have wronged that that accused him or her. Hallelujah! Praise God. Which means that the person has done something wrong. And uh, when the person is, a judgment is passed and the person is standing condemned, it means that the person has been sentenced to a particular punishment. Are you following me? Hallelujah. But the Bible says, who is he that, that condemns? Yeah, it is 
God that justifies. Hallelujah. It is God that justifies. Now, who do we wrong? When, when sin is committed, who is wrong? It is God that is wrong. Hallelujah. The devil is not the one that, that is wrong when we commit sin. Praise God. Romans chapter 5. Now, let's look at Romans chapter 5. This God that we wrong, the Bible tells us that this is what he has done. Hallelujah. Instead of condemning us, right, he justifies us. What does it mean to justify? It means uh, to treat as not guilty. It means to say that you are not guilty. Hallelujah. Praise God. And what's the word for that? That's the word righteousness. Look at verse 16. He said, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. So which means the judgment is that sentence of punishment. Okay? So for the sentence of punishment was by one to condemn you, to condemn man. Okay? But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Okay? Verse 18. Therefore, or rather, verse 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace, which is the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, in other words, man sinned, you and I were in sin, and because of our faith in Christ Jesus, God justified us. Hallelujah. And gave us the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness means that God is saying you are no longer guilty. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says you are no longer what? Guilty. Take note. God does not condemn you. See, you see the reason why I'm emphasizing this. I know this is the basic of the gospel, but you've got to listen to it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we receive this gift of righteousness because of the gospel that we heard. Amen. Why do we receive the gift of, the, of, of righteousness? We receive the gift of righteousness when we hear the gospel, we believe the gospel of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, he, why is he able to declare us not guilty? Why? Is it because we have not said no? It's because of something that he has done in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, in verse, uh, uh, from verse 12, uh, it says, Giving thanks unto the Father, who has made us uh, fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. What is the inheritance? Uh, it says, uh, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? That's the inheritance we have. In whom, verse 14, uh, in whom we have redemption uh, through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Wow, wow, wow. Glory to God. He says that uh, 
that we have received the redemption. We have redemption. What is the redemption that we have? It is through his blood. So you and I have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. What does that mean? It means we have the forgiveness of sins. It means that forgiveness of sins has been provided. Hallelujah. Take note. He says, the forgiveness of sin has been provided. How do we know? He says that we have redemption through, the, through his blood. So which means that when Jesus shed his blood, right, that was the forgiveness of sin that was provided. Praise God. Redemption through his blood is equal to forgiveness of sins. Have we received redemption through his blood? Has, been, has his blood been shed? Yes, his blood has been shed. What does that mean? That is equal to, or that means that we have been provided, we have been provided the forgiveness of sins. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Remember, remember uh, uh, Jesus, uh, uh, John the Baptist testifying about Jesus. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away. He taketh away. He taketh away the, the sins of the world. Did you see that? So that he takes it away. Taking it away there means it's something that you, it means it's caught. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you hear me now? Please let me know if you can hear me. Let me know. Okay. Thank you very much. Praise God. So we, 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 let, let's, let's, let's connect some dots now. Sin came and it brought condemnation or it brought accusation, right? And then uh, the accusation brought a sentence that condemned us, okay? So, but God now did something by the forgiveness of sins provided, we have now received righteousness. So righteousness, judgment is actually in reference to sin, amen? Now, oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hear this. The only one that can condemn you is the person that you're wrong. Okay? The only person that can accuse you successfully is the person that you're wrong. The person, and the only, and is the only one that can give you the gift of righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. So he chose to give you and I the gift of righteousness instead. So God is not in the business of condemning us. I'll say it again. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith in Christ Jesus, okay, we now have peace with God. Being justified by faith, we now have peace through with God through our Lord and our Lord Jesus Christ. So you are you now have peace with God instead of condemnation. You now have righteousness. You now have justification with God instead of 
of, 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 of condemnation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, which means, God, remember, who is the judge? The Bible, the Bible calls uh, uh, God the judge of all. Now, if he is the judge, he can therefore not be the one to accuse us. Yeah. Let's take a, let's take a court uh, setting. The judge is not the accuser. We have the judge, we have the accused, and we have the accuser. Okay? The judge is not the accuser. The accuser is the one that is saying this person is, is deserves this sentence. And the judge will look at the merits of the case and, give, and pass his or her judgment. Hallelujah. The judge is neutral. Praise God. Praise God. So the word accuse is actually used for someone who is an opponent. Someone who is against you. And that we have seen in Romans chapter 8 that God is not against you. So God can't accuse you. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. The word now let, 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 now let me um, let's understand the word accuse. Okay, back to back to Revelation chapter twelve. Okay, back to Revelation chapter twelve, verse ten. It says, "For the accuser of our brethren, the word accuser, the accuser there, okay, is someone." that brings a charge against you. And the Bible says that he, he does it day and night. How does he do it? How does he bring accusation against you? He does it every day, day and night. How? Let's look at a few other scriptures where the word accuse or accuser is used, okay? Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. Praise God. I'm going somewhere, follow me. He said, in verse one, Jesus spoke to his disciples. He said, there was a certain rich man which had a steward and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his food. Okay, what does that mean? It means that an accusation was brought by somebody. How did they bring it? It was a verbal, it was brought verbally. Okay, let's see another scripture. Uh, Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3, verse 2. It says, And he entered again to the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand, and they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. Okay? <laughs> the word accuse there means something that is done verbally. It's like when it's something that is an assault, when somebody is verbally assaulting you. Okay? So, when the Bible says that, that for the accuser of the brethren is cast down. It means that the one that verbally assaults, John chapter 8, when they brought, that's another example, when those Pharisees and the scribes, they brought that woman that was caught in adultery, okay? 
they accused that woman. They verbally assaulted that woman. Praise God. So the Bible tells us, therefore, that the accuser or the one who verbally assaults us has been cast down. Mm, yeah, yeah. Praise God. So we are going to find out how he, he verbally, how he does that. Look at John chapter 5. I want to, let's clear this. That same word uh, 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 accused. Okay, verse 45. Look at Jesus here. So further drive up the pole, the drive home the point that God does not accuse us. God does not verbally assault us. Amen. Amen. He doesn't. Who is he that, that condemns? Who is he that verbally assaults us? Yea, it is Christ that justifies us. Verse 45. He says, do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. Did you see that? Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't think I will, I, I, I will accuse you or I will verbally assault you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. When the Bible says Moses, what is it referring to? It's referring to the law. The law brings accusations. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, Jesus doesn't accuse you. Jesus will never verbally assault you. you know, so just sometimes when we when 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 we uh, when we see some things happen to us, Hallelujah, you know, you hear something like, "Oh, this is happening to me because of the law of karma." <laughs> you know, I still see Christians. You know. Uh, 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 making reference to that law. Say, well, that is, it is karma. That is happening. Oh, oh, maybe you get out and then you, you experience a series of uh, events that are not palatable in the day. You say, ah, you know, so I say, oh, okay. ah, it's because I did not pray well. Ah, it's as, ah, maybe they see something, you know, you, you, you start to, you start to, all kinds of thoughts starts to come to you as for what you have done or what you have not done. Okay, that these things are the reasons why what is happening to you is happening to you. Those are verbal assaults and they happen to us on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even today, I'll say, ah, the reason why you are not married, why you are not married, or the reason why you're your, 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 your marriage is unsettled. Oh, and the reason why your finances have been like this. Oh, it's because of so, so, and so, and so, and so, and so. You know, and then uh, the person begins uh, to operate under such an atmosphere. And his faith is uh, not able to rise up in faith uh, on the grounds of the... Hallelujah. Amen. So, so... Who is the accuser, therefore? The listeners of the five. Okay? But as the reason, they say for the accuser of the brethren, 
sorry, John chapter 8 again. John chapter 8 again that we read. You see that the Bible says, and the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taking adultery and set her, and when they had set her in the midst, they said to her, Master, this woman was taking adultery in the very act, and Moses in the law commanded us that such would be stoned. What do you say? Hallelujah. You will never see the devil come in black hats with a fork in black clothes accusing you. Many times, uh, he does it through men. Thoughts that have been fed to you, either by traditions, hallelujah, or by religious beliefs, or by wrong sermons that you have listened to. Amen. Sermons that, you know, that will not talk about uh, what Christ has done, but that will talk about more about your works. Praise God from the pulpit. These are the things that Paul talked about. He said that Paul, he warned Timothy, he said, hey, make sure that you preach sound doctrine. One that does not, things that don't magnify what Christ has done. Amen. Hallelujah. In your life, Things that magnify your works much more than salvation. You know, when people start to say, work out your own salvation, work out your own salvation, work out your own salvation, work out your own salvation. Many times, by the time they finish preaching that sermon, many, a lot of men, a lot of brethren are under the sense of condemnation. But the Bible tells us that Jesus said that I will not accuse you unto my father. Praise God. Praise God. So, Satan is the accuser of the brethren, sends in thoughts to you from various, you know, uh, 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 angles. It can come directly from men. It, it can come as a result of someone that you have listened to. <laughs> I remember uh, many ago, while we were on campus, someone came to town, a preacher came to town, and uh, he went to a certain fellowship. And by the time he, he finished preaching in that fellowship, oh my word, almost everybody was in tears. Almost everybody was in tears. Hallelujah. <laughs> almost everybody, everybody, everybody. In fact, people were asking themselves, am I really a Christian? Am I, am I going to help? Am I going to Oh, God. Hallelujah. We were. That is not the word of God. Amen. Well, the Bible talks about godly sorrow leading to repentance. Amen. Godly sorrow leading to repentance does not mean that what does what 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 does leading to repentance? Having a change of mind, having a change of attitude. Hallelujah. Of course, when someone when someone sings, uh, the person uh, should. When you're a believer, when you sin, you should feel bad. But you don't end it with, you don't end it that way. Maybe, oh, Lord, ah, maybe, I, ah, maybe I'm not God, help me. So that I'll be a candidate of heaven. Oh, so that I'll be able to make it on the last day. Come on, shut up. The Bible says that he's able to make you to stand. 
Glory to God. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1 verse 5, he said, we are kept by the power of God. He's the one that keeps you. Glory to God. Say now unto him, Jude, verse 25, now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's the one that is keeping me. He's the one that is keeping me. Why? The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is my advocate. Praise God. He will not rain a bubble of salts at me. He is my advocate. Look at it. The Bible tells us that in the first John chapter 2. Let's look at first John chapter 2, verse 1. He said, My little children, this is I say unto you that you sin not. Now he's talking to Christians here. He said, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. Don't sin. Don't sin. It means that Christians can sin. But he says, Don't sin. But if we have, and if we have any, if any man sin, we have who? An advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sin. Hallelujah. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Glory to God. That is who he is. That is who he is. He is, he is not the accuser. He is the propitiation. He is the advocate for our sins. Look at Hebrews chapter 7, the ministry of Jesus. We are going to look at this some more in the, in, in, in the course of the meeting of this series. He said, wherefore, he is also able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Praise God. The Bible says that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. He ever liveth to make intercession for us. He is our advocate. How pray before God. Oh God, Father, forgive them. Oh, ah, Mary, Mary, just sin now. Oh, Father, just forgive him. Oh, Jonathan, just sin now. Oh, Father, forgive. No. Hallelujah. The, as an intercessor, what is he doing? He is for God. Oh, remember, forgiveness is a gift. Mm. Hear that? Hear that? Forgiveness is of sins is a gift that was provided through the blood of Jesus. Look at it. Amen. Let's look at it. <laughs> Let's see what scripture. Praise God. John chapter, John chapter 8, that same John chapter 8 again. John chapter 8 again. Look at it. John chapter 8. After Jesus, uh, after they brought that woman to Jesus, look at it. Verse 6. Said, they said this, tempting him that they might accuse him, that they might rain verbal assaults on him. But Jesus stood down with his finger and then, and all that. Then they continued. Asking them, and look at what he asking him. And Jesus said, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Look at, look at Jesus. He said, Jesus did not excuse her sin. Jesus did not say, No, she did not sin. Jesus just said, He that has not committed any sin among you, so let him first cast his first stone. Hallelujah. 
And then they began to reason. They were convicted by their own conscience. And they went out one after the other. They were like, ah, wait, wait. Is he saying that adultery is not, is okay? No, he didn't say so. Is he saying that adultery is not a way to say? No, he didn't say so. Did he say that? Did he say that? Okay, those of you that have only committed small sins, no, he said sin at all. Look at what Jesus now said to the woman. He said, "Woman, where are those? Where are your accusers? Has any man, has no man condemned you? Look at." He said, "Oh my Lord, none of them has. They are all gone." He said, "Neither do I condemn you." He didn't say that you have not sinned. He said, this is my character. I am not a condemner. I will not condemn you. Hallelujah. What have I been called to do? Bro, look at it. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Take note. He didn't say, don't go and sin and then I will not condemn you. He said, condemnation, I don't condemn you. In other words, I have forgiven you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is that not says, go and sin no more. Look at another scripture. Luke, Luke, Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. Jesus demonstrated this again in verse 36. He is not a condemner. He said, I don't accuse you before the Father. We have, we have at the accuser who is the devil. The Bible says he's the one that is the accuser of the brethren. Take note, he doesn't accuse unbelievers. He says he's the accuser of the brethren. Amen. So he, 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 his ministry of accusation is brought against believers to make you to come to a place where you, you, will, feel, you will feel condemned, unacceptable, unqualified for the blessings of God, unqualified to work in some certain things in the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus. Look at it. He said, one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house, verse 36. He sat down to eat, and behold, a woman of the city, which was a sinner. <laughs> this is very interesting. <laughs> the Bible said that the woman was known in the city as a sinner. <laughs> He was known in the city as a sinner. Okay? They had labeled the woman a sinner. When she knew that Jesus was admit in the Pharisee's house, he brought alabaster book of ointment, stood at his feet, behind him, weeping, began to wash his feet with, you know, with tears, and this wife, you know, <laughs> she, she wiped them with, with the hairs of her head and kissed Jesus, eh? a sinner. Look at verse 39. Now, when the Pharisee, which had and Jesus to come saw it. He spoke with him within himself. He couldn't say it out. He spoke within himself. Ah, if this man were really a prophet, he would know that this woman is a sinner. As if he is not a sinner. That's what accusation brings. Hallelujah. He said, he said, that's what the accuser does. He wants to put you in a place where you start feeling, feeling like a sinner. And the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. He said, if he were a prophet, he would have known that what man of woman this is that touches him, that he's a sinner. And Jesus answered, he said, Simon, I have this to say to you. He gave the story of a, you know, a creditor who had, you know, who had two debtors, you know, one owed him 100 and the other 50, you know, and all that. Okay. 
And then he asked him, which one, which one will love him the most? You know, he said, oh, well, I, I, the one that, that he forgave the most said, well, you are rightly judged. And then look at verse 44. He turned to the woman and said, do you see this woman? He said all kinds of things about the woman and all that and all that. Verse, uh, 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 verse, uh, verse 47. Wherefore I say unto you, her sins which are many are forgiven. Take note, the woman they are come to Jesus. Jesus, please forgive me. Oh. Amen. But look at to show that what this is what the this is what God does. This is what God is interested in. He, he provided forgiveness for the woman. He said, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom a little is given, a little is forgiven, the same love little. And he said unto the woman, your sins are forgiven. Ooh, glory to God. The woman left justified. Hey, hey, Amen. He said, your sins are forgiven. The whole world is calling her sinner. They are accusing her, raining verbal assaults at her. You're a sinner. You're no good. No, but you shouldn't touch holy people. You can't come near, you can't come into church. Oh, I mean, you don't even qualify for the blessing of God. Oh, see the way you are doing your hair. See the, with the kind of clothes that you are wearing. I mean, we are, we are good clothes. Amen. <laughs> see, see, see the way you have been behaving. I mean, I, I know your past. Ah, you need to be a very serious drunkard. See the way you got angry. Hallelujah. Amen. Something happens today. You know, <laughs> should I not let me not say it? <laughs> Glory to God. But you see, do you know you can lay hands on the sick now and the sick will recover and then the very next day you have committed the sin of anger? <laughs> Hallelujah. But the very next day, like Jonah, like, 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 like Elijah. Elijah, after destroying the prophets of Baal, 400 of them. He faced them alone. The, the very next day, when he heard that uh, Jezebel was after him, he began to worry. He began, he began to complain. He, he went into unbelief. Amen. The sin of worry. The sin of fear. Glory to God. But glory to God, forgiveness has been provided for us. We've got an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So he's standing as our intercessor. He's the one that is standing as our guarantee. An intercessor is one who stands up for someone as a guarantor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's see. If first, uh, 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 let's see another scripture. Praise God. In uh, 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 Romans chapter 8. Romans 8. And we'll close with that. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about this. Who can bring an accusation against me? Yea, it is Christ, uh, God that justifies me. Hallelujah. And so I stand before him uh, uncondemned. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans and chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Uh, when the devil comes at you and he starts to rain those accusations against you and starts to you know, verbally assault your mind uh, and starts to assault your mind. Uh, oh, you did this. Uh, oh, you don't qualify for this. Oh, this can't be yours. Uh, oh, the reason why uh, oh, things are not happening for you is because of so, so, and so, and so. You tell him, but oh, no, you, the accuser of your brethren, the Bible says, uh, oh, that our salvation has come unto me, the strength of our God, the power of his Christ. Uh, oh, you have been overcome. Hallelujah. The Bible says, I overcame him 
by the by by the by the blood of the lamb by the, what, what does the blood of the lamb stand for it stands for redemption it stands for the forgiveness of sins i have been forgiven hallelujah Hallelujah. I'm accepted in the beloved. And so those things, you cannot accuse me of them any longer. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Look at it. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. Rather, that is written. Who is even at the right hand of the Father? Who also maketh intercession for us? That's the basis of Christ today. He is standing as our guarantee. He is standing there. Oh, glory to God. As evidence. He said, he said it is Christ that died. Yet yeah, that is risen. So the resurrection of Christ is the, is the evidence. Hallelujah. That our justification is complete. Praise God. So how do I deal with the accuser? How do I, how, how does the accuser play in my life on a daily basis? And how do I begin to deal with him so much so that the accuser and his accusations are silenced forever? We start to look at this from Sunday. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and just thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. The reason why things are not going on well for you is not because, uh, you know, you, you say your finances or your, 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 your whatever it is that you say is not going on well for you. You know, don't, don't, don't bring yourself up to it when, when you start to find yourself in the place of self-condemnation or you feel you are not adequate enough or you feel because of some past things that you have already done. Listen, that is the accuser at work. That's not God. Hey, listen to me. That's not God. What will God do? God did what Jesus will do. What Jesus did. God will do what Jesus did. Amen. He will. You know, thank you, Lord Jesus. John said, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts. Yeah. We look at that also. Praise God. God is greater than our hearts. If our hearts condemn it. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say with me, in the name of Jesus, I declare there is no condemnation unto me. Thank you, Father, because I am in Christ Jesus. The accuser of the brethren has been overcome. Thank you, Father. The word of my testimony, by he, by it, I silence the accuser in my life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus stands as my advocate. There is no record of sin against me. I am fully reconciled unto my Father. And so I come boldly and I stand boldly in the name of Jesus. All that God has said concerning me belongs to me. I am a flourishing like the palm tree. I am growing like the cedar in Lebanon. I am flourishing in the courts of my father. Thank you, Father. 
in the name of Jesus. I'm a carrier of God's power. I'm a carrier of God's life. I am a blessing unto my generation. I cannot be put down in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this meeting. So glad to have every one of us. Amen. Uh, let's quickly give our offerings, sending our offerings. Uh, uh, on Sunday, we are going to continue with this series. Amen. Dealing with satanic accusations. We've got to deal with it in our lives. Okay, so just send in your offerings uh, via, or if you if you cannot if you cannot do it uh, not electronically, well, like Pastor Yuti said last week, you can bring it to church. Amen. If you are outside of the country and uh, you want to, we, we now have a dollar account. Okay, we now have a dollar account, so you can you want to give your dollar via your offerings in foreign currency. You can also do that, Sister Shade. You can help us to uh, put that, send, uh, place that uh, the account number for the dollar account online also. Okay, so that folks can do that. Okay, and um, one or two announcements. Uh, this Sunday we are going to be at a communion service. In our first first service and the second service, we are going to be taking communion. And also. At the end of this month, the last Wednesday of March, March 31st, okay, 31st of March, we are going to be having a, 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 not an online meeting. We are going to be having worship on Wednesday, worship and miracles. Glory to God. That's the theme of that meeting, worship and miracles, okay? It's going to be a live event. It's going to be a live service. We're going to be, uh, uh, even though we're shooting it on Zoom, but we're going to be coming up. It's going to be an on-site meeting. Yeah, that's the right word. It's going to be an on-site meeting. Okay, so where we're just going to be worshiping with the Lord with reckless abandon, you know, enjoying his presence and enjoying fellowship with the Father and the Son in the place of worship. So please take note of it. Okay, uh, take note of it. Be a part of that meeting. Plan to be there. Anywhere you are in Lagos, no matter how far or how near you are from, from church, okay, or to church, just make that date. Uh, it's going to be a special meeting. Glory to God. And of course, let's not forget, this Saturday, we will be having our face-to-face -face with Jesus, our monthly uh, prayer meeting, okay, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., and we'll have a workforce meeting thereafter, 9 to 10 a.m. Bless you. Also, don't forget to bring somebody to church. Those of us who have evangelism and soul winning assignments to carry out, let's make sure that this weekend we go out for the souls again. Praise God. The Lord will give you the word to speak. Souls are going to be one to us. I mean, people are coming into Kingsville Church. The Lord is adding men to us like the flock. Our sons and our daughters, they are coming from afar and near, and they have been lost at our side. People have been discipled. They have been established in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go out and boldly preach the word of God. God bless you as you do so. Praise the Lord. Start your day right. Continues tomorrow morning. Let's not forget 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Let's plug in, be a part of it. 
God bless you also as you do so. Praise God. Father, we thank you for everyone, for every offering that has been sent in today. In the name of Jesus, we declare you are, you are the source of our total supply. Thank you, Father God, because you, you supply all our needs. There is no need that is unmet. Before the need arises, there is a supply. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We declare that the works of our hands are blessed. We are prospering in all the things that we lay our hands to do. Doors are opening to us. Lord, everything that is hindering us financially, they are removed from the way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for there is speed in the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Let's say together, I am an overcomer. I will keep God's word in my heart to observe and to practice in faith, in love, and in joy. I will live sensitive to the spirit, thereby making my way prosperous this week and enjoy success as God's light to the glory of my Father. Amen. Enjoy your liberty in Christ Jesus and don't fall for satanic accusations. God bless you. See you next.